my Trinity. It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, no apologies here. I have been running around, of course, going up to Niagara Falls and Buffalo and places like that, and uh, celebrating birthdays and doing summer, but also following and doing everything I can to try to save my country, which is not an easy task uh, for anybody who has also been involved like I have. You know it's exhausting. It's a forever thing. Um, this administration has made sure that they have thrown everything at us that they could in as, as quickly as they could to overwhelm as many people as they could. And I guess, according to some of the latest things that we've found, they have um, they've done well. Uh, there's so many things that probably people don't know. First of all, you know that Codex Elementarius went through, since this is the Holistic Health Hotline. You know that the FDA, the EPA, the Health and Human Services Secretary, Sibelius, Sibelius, whatever her name is, um, now have total control and will gain more and more control, as, as you will see as time goes on, over whether or not you use vitamins and supplements. <clears throat> How will they do that, you say? Well, we also have this new woman, Warren, who is the in charge of the architect of the new Consumer Protection Agency. What that means is that she has absolute power. She's tied only to the Fed, the Federal Reserve. Um, Congress has nothing over her. The president isn't really in charge of her anymore. She has these new powers that were delineated in the financial reform bill that nobody read. Um, that allows her to set up a whole agency, which she will for billions of dollars, billions of our dollars, to track all of your credit cards and your deposits and your withdrawals and your charges. And they determine whether they will determine. Now listen to me. This is the truth. This is all real. They now have the power to determine if you are using too much credit, buying the wrong things with your credit card, and can shut your credit card down because they believe that you are doing so. So you tie that in with Codex Alimentarius, and you say, well, how are they going to know if I'm buying vitamins? If you charge them, they will know. If you take a lot of money out of a bank so that you can go buy a bunch of them, they will know. If you are a health food store, obviously, they will know. It's not just going to stop with vitamins and supplements. You, have, I'm sure, have heard about the farmer who was... Not, he's not even a farmer. He's a, a neighbor. Um, he happens to have some acreage, so he grew lots and lots of vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower and lettuce and tomatoes and gave them to his neighbors, which I did many times, um, up in Buffalo especially. I have uh, one of the first apartments I lived in had a huge backyard that had been tilled and and, and um, taken care of without planting for years. And when we planted squash and tomatoes, we were overrun with them. <laughs> so we gave them away to the neighbors. Well, he was fined several thousand dollars and told that he is no longer allowed to do that because the government is in control of who gives what kind of food to whom. Uh, you tie this into Michelle Obama's whole thing about fat and obesity <clears throat> and going after McDonald's, making it look like if you go to McDonald's, you'll have a heart attack. Um, if you haven't seen that ad, it's a man on a gurney holding a hamburger, covered, of course, and uh, going by a little girl who was totally devastated. 
And when you see his feet at the, the last segment of the, the ad, it forms the arches for McDonald's. And that's supposed to be the, the uh, visual that tells you if you go to McDonald's, you're going to die of a heart attack. And you want the kids to know that so that they don't want to go to McDonald's either. Um, and that we're supposed to replace french fries with carrots. <sighs> Gee, I thought we were going to replace french fries after 9-11 because the French were not friends of ours, so we weren't going to call them french fries anymore. But that was a people thing. The, we, the people, said, I won't eat french fries. I won't call them french fries. Not the government saying what you're going to do with your food and how you're going to eat it. Do we have an obesity problem in America? Yes. Do we have an obesity problem across the world? In many, many places, yes, we do. And it isn't just you know in places where people are um, well-to-do. There are many poor countries that have an obesity problem because... The WHO, the, the World Health Agency organization, has been there um, giving vaccinations and messing with the water. And uh, corporations from around the world, be they Japanese, American, Chinese, German, Russian, uh, will oftentimes experiment with food and see whether or not that will destroy uh, sterility in people and. We add hormones to everything now so that they grow bigger, whether it's chickens or cows or horses. Or, but we don't eat horses, I hope. Um, but we add hormones to everything. We, we our, our insecticide sprays and pesticide sprays have a lot of different hormonal um, compounds in them so that when the cows eat the grass and the horses eat the grass, they're getting hormones. So you see little six-year-old girls going through puberty and uh, and bleeding, um, and people don't know why. And, and then we give them vaccinations because they have asthma and ADHD, so we vaccinate them for all these things. And, and it changes the chemistry of your body. It changes everything in your body. But if you just feel across the middle of your belly, regardless of how big it is, your stomach, your spleen, your pancreas, your gallbladder, and your liver... They're all there to help you digest the good stuff, get rid of the bad stuff, filter out anything that's attacking you. And if you have been given vaccinations and have been taking medications and eating food and drinking water that has been tainted with chemicals, um, you no longer have a digestive system that works properly. So, of course, different things are going to happen. Some people get things like Crohn's disease and irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, other people have trouble, women have trouble getting pregnant. Men have trouble helping women get pregnant. Children go through early puberty and also have a lot of anxiety because their bodies don't want to be doing this already. So because they have anxiety, they have anxiety attacks and they often turn into what is considered or diagnosed as asthmatic attacks or ADHD things and um, and they go nuts, uh, or they get depressed. And as their their depression shows, then the parents right away run to get a pill to make sure that they are anti-depressed, that they're against that depression. That's only one part of what's happening on the health side. Um, the Codex Elementarius did pass. We fought it for six years. And because there's so many other things going on, you can only get people to make so many phone calls to their senators and their representatives 
and their vice president and everybody else. Um, and then, of course, the phone calls aren't being answered or taken. The emails aren't being taken or heard. The mail is not being received. People march on Washington by the millions and nobody sees them or hears them because they have an agenda. They have a uh, an infrastructure that has been being put in place for years. Not since Obama wrote his books. You know, Obama wrote his books after they knew that he was going to go run for president because they wanted to brand his name and make sure his name was out there. They knew what was going on. They had this architecture all put together. And who are they? Well, it's not just Democrats. It is far-left radicals, progressives. But progressives come in all sizes, shapes, and forms. There are the progressives that follow the Teddy Roosevelt era. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, okay, uh, rode in, in Spanish-American War and was a hero and all those kinds of things. But he believed in in certain aspects of our country that, that were more progressive in scope than what the original founders felt. You have FDR, who became a hero to many who went through the Depression and World War II because he was president and he offered help. My own mother remembers her father getting a WPA program job when he couldn't find a job anywhere else. So a government handout job. And um, so he became also a, a hero of the Progressive Party because his idea was that everybody deserved a home and everybody deserved a job and everybody deserved health care. Well, that wasn't how this country was founded. That was how Europe was founded in many ways, or the progressives in Europe believed. And during World War II and FDR's time, many, many people, including FDR himself, were friends with people like Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin. They knew them. They wrote letters. They exchanged books. They talked about eugenics. They talked about what was going to happen if each country was overrun by populations. And we actually taught the Germans about eugenics. Um, but that's, that's FDR, who they want to now build a monument to. Uh, totally anti-constitutional and even proved that with three and a half terms, three and a quarter terms of, of office. Um, because nobody else, nobody knew who else to get because they're totally dependent on Franklin now, on FDR. They were totally dependent on the government and getting more and more so as time went on. Um, then we have this other thing going on that's called Agenda 21. If you don't know Agenda 21, get on your computer and Google it. You'll see some very familiar names on the list of all the groups that are involved with Agenda 21, regardless of what country they're from. From our country, you'll see people like Al Gore and Bush and Clinton, Rockefeller, Rothschild, people who are involved with the big banks, um, the big banks being much more in control than what you believe, who started their control way, way back when Wilson, the other progressive was in charge and decided to start the Federal Reserve, which now has more power than we even know or will be allowed to know. Um, you'll see a lot of names in there, and George H.W. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton, and Hillary Clinton. Um, not so much George W. Bush, because he for some reason was kind of left out of a lot of these things. He wasn't part of the CIA like his father was and his father didn't consider him as intelligent as the other brother and all those all those things. But, but um, you'll see some very familiar names. And what the agenda is, is 
like Clinton would say, is is um, a a an agenda, a an architecture, a plan for the whole entire world to be under one rule, the elites, of course, uh, to have population control within that governance, to move people off lands to protect animals and put them into high rises. Um, under with light bulbs that are energy efficient that are no longer made in the United States. If you don't have your light bulbs to replace in your house, good luck trying to find them. The last plant closed one week ago that made light bulbs. 600 people lost their jobs and America lost a manufacturing outlet and another freedom because our light bulbs will now be made in several countries and be made with mercury which is toxic, even if it's in your, your uh, uh, lamp, and which is dangerous if the bulb is dropped or explodes. And you actually, if you have a bulb in your house, now I'd like to see how many people are going to do this, if you have a bulb in your house that explodes or breaks, you're supposed to call in a hazmat group, hazardous materials group, to clean it up. That's how dangerous it is. But that's where we're moving to. That's the progressives never worry about the collateral damage for their little agendas and what they think is right. Um, so if you don't have light bulbs, good luck finding them because people have stocked up like we have. Not not a million. We've got enough for maybe 10 years. <laughs> and uh, they won't be able to go around house to house and check. So, you know, by then hopefully we'll have changed many things back. But... Um, <clears throat> So they want you to live in these high-rises with mercury bulbs, and you'll have little things on your on your outlets that will turn off or on according to what they believe you should have as an amount of electricity. So, you know, maybe you're living in a place in a high-rise where it's 150 degrees that day with the humidity in, involved, and you decide you, you need to cool off a little, and you turn on the air conditioner, and their little computer goes, deep, 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 deep. you used enough and turns it off. Because you used enough, you, that's all you get. Got to share, got to spread the wealth around. Um, and then you and your husband or wife or your children, you know, die from from heat stroke. If you're using too much water, same thing, because they are in control of the waters. If you haven't heard this, you need to to get online and find it. Um, I can't get on my Facebook account, or I would tell you the actual link. But uh, just a few weeks ago. The House of Representatives passed a bill, and if I could find it, I'd tell you exactly what it was. But, um, but basically, what it does is it it seeds all of our waters, the Great Lakes, all of our shores, to the United Nations via a treaty. It's supposed to be any treaty with the United Nations is supposed to be ratified by two thirds of Congress, which is why George W. Bush would never sign anything that the UN wanted him to sign because he wasn't going to go back to Congress and try to get them to ratify it, nor did I think he wanted half of those things. But anyway, uh, we signed this treaty without anybody knowing it, and it passed through the House of Representatives because 15 Republicans made sure they didn't show up, and one voted present, and uh, it passed. Now it goes to the Senate. Now the Senate, that's why they really want that Senate majority because then they can ratify this without doing an executive order. An executive order could cause an uprising, which they're not ready for yet because they don't have their personal armies in, in, in line yet. But uh, but if during the lame duck session of Congress, it could very well get passed. And if it gets passed, the President and the UN have absolute authority over all of our waters, regardless of what we say. 
just like this Warren woman has absolute authority over your checking account, your bank account, your check, your uh, credit cards. And the Health and Human Sec Services Secretary has absolute control over what food you're going to eat, what vaccinations you'll be forced to take or get fined for. Whether you have health care or not, you will get fined if you don't have it. Whether your kids get inoculated, um, what kind of food they'll eat, what kind of exercise programs you'll be involved in if you are obese or you are not healthy. Eventually, what they want the medical records for is to find out where you are. They can now track what food you're eating, um, where you buy your food. They can already do this. This is not coming in the future, people. This is already here. You've already lost all those freedoms because you believed in the Hopi Changey stuff. And, you know, um, two and a half years ago, I had so many people writing me saying, I really believe in this guy and I've done the research and blah, blah, blah. And now they're in tears. And they're not like the black woman you saw on television the other day complaining that she's been exhausted because she's been defending his administration so much and she doesn't see anything really happening. Now, these are people who finally opened their eyes and said, what the heck is going on here? What's going on is a full agenda. Transformation from a capitalist country. That means a country that believes in the free market system, the rights of individuals, with life, liberty, and the, and the ability to pursue happiness in freedom. To transform that country into basically a nanny state, level the playing field. Remember Obama saying this on many of the, the, the tours that you saw prior or during his campaign? And he was talking to Joe the plumber. He goes, no, I just want to level the playing field and spread the wealth around. Well, everybody thinks that means, you know, just taking from the rich and giving to us. Well, the playing field is global because of this new world order. It's a global playing field which means we, as Americans, being the richest people in the world, even if you're the poorest person here, you are richer than many people in the rest of the world, will now spread all this wealth around, just like taking a big lump of frosting and trying to make it go over a huge cake. And you're going to spread it around, and some people aren't going to get as much as others, and the person who had the lumps in the first place will have nothing. Not even the cake. Um, and we're only just beginning this. You're just beginning. And they're trying to tell you the recession is over and things are great and wonderful and now we start the taxation stuff and let's re-elect Congress. They did a great job and give us two more years and we'll show you what we can do. That's scary. That is very, very scary. <laughs> two more years, I can't imagine. But you have to catch up with this stuff. If you are not caught up with this stuff, you're lost. And if you don't believe it, if you don't believe any of these things, I'd like you... I think I'll put them on the website. I'd like you to order a blue helmet because you're going to need one to pretend that you're one of the UN guys or they're going to do something to you instead. So let's let's all go get blue helmets and pretend that we're part of the UN army because they will be in charge of us. We'll no longer have a full military or if any military at all. We no longer have a space program. We are supposed to reach out to Muslims for that and I will not be Muslim tolerant. I'm sure that there are Muslims who listen to this and there are people who believe that the first part of the Quran is correct, that this is a peaceful um, religion. But the second part of the Quran is what's more correct, and it tells you not to pay any attention to the first part. That the only belief system that you should have if you are Islamic, if you are a Muslim, is whatever was written last. Well, the second part of the Quran is all the stuff most of us know. That all infidels will be killed, and that Israel should be devastated and thrown away and, and uh, destroyed, and 
if you don't convert to Islam and Sharia law that, that you should be killed or flogged at least um, and and you know they say okay you can you've got places in the in the world where Christians and Protestants and Mormons and Muslims live on the same area however they're under Sharia compliant law and if you know about the mosque in New York I'm sure you heard that phrase what does that mean well look up Sharia law if you're a female you should be out on the streets right now getting every Muslim out of this country if you have daughters and you're a man you know your daughters will be beaten raped whatever under Sharia law so why are you saying wow they're cool if you have a girlfriend or a wife why are you putting up with this you think you're going to be cool because you're the guy I don't think so depends on how much you are into Islam and if you are if you're going to follow the Quran and your wife doesn't and your children don't then you have to kill them and behead them do what you are seeing going on at the Mexican border now, I have a lot of friends who used to be friends let me let me put it this way um, they used to be friends <clears throat> who believe that America is being is in the wrong for um, agreeing with Arizona and the immigration law that Jay and Brewer um, enacted a few months ago now well I don't and the reason is is number one we are in a war when you are in a war any good soldier from any country will tell you the very first thing you do is secure the borders that has never happened never happened and the reason you secure the borders is because you have people who want to destroy your country who are coming over and through those borders we never secured them we don't know who's coming and during the time uh, uh, Bush's administration while he's fighting wars and doing other things Congress who don't forget now Pelosi and Reed knew what was going to happen knew what was happening knew what the agenda from the Apollo Alliance was from the Center for uh, American Progress which is the progressives big center down there run by by Panetta um, I mean, John Podesta, excuse me, and uh, knew all these things. So they also said, oh, ooh, okay, instead of only allowing uh, 100,000 people per year to immigrate to the United States, become immigrants, let's bump it up to 1 million. And that passed. No problem, because there's so many other things going on in Congress, nobody reads anything. And if they weren't going to pass some things, then they get bullied into the corner anyway. And we have a progressive caucus, a black progressive caucus, a white progressive caucus, a bunch of commies who have been infiltrating the, the congressional halls for some years now who want that army of Democratic voters because they believe that all Hispanics who come over that border from Mexico will vote Democratic because only Democrats take care of them and that all black people will vote for the black man because... Uh, white people always destroy the black man you know get your history straight all of you the very first person to own a slave was a black man and um, it was because he was an indentured servant along with many other white people and was then allowed to purchase his own property and wanted then to purchase his own slaves because that's the word that was used and that's how they were treated slavery is more common 
in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Iran, China, North Korea, Pakistan, than any other place it ever was. But we're going to use that race card whenever we can. It was progressive presidents like Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson who said that black people were no more than animals and, and should be treated as such. And they didn't like animals. They didn't treat them that well. They re-segregated everything, especially Wilson. We had desegregation actually going on naturally because people who lived here lived here. And there were interracial marriages that started with the Indians and Mexicans and everything else. Um, and so natural desegregation was going on. And Wilson, the big progressive president, he's, he's, he's um, you know, Obama's hero, um, said that the, said all these things about blacks and how stupid they were and how useless they were and he he reinstituted segregation but you all don't know that do you you just hear from the democrats that they're the ones who take care of you well they're they're the ones who exploit you and you're being stupid if you're listening to them and that and you know what then you you fit into the stereotype that they have set up for you because you believe that democrats take care of blacks and Democrats take care of Hispanics. And Republicans, because they're Republicans, hate them all. The Republican Party is in trouble. The Democrats are in worse trouble because they were overtaken already by the progressives. So we really don't have a two-party system here anyway. What we need is for people to understand that we, we chose the eagle as our bird, as our national bird. Not the turkey, but the eagle. And that that eagle spreads its wings, both wings, to soar and see everything it can possibly see in a land that's free. We need left and right. We need counter thoughts to every thought. If you're a scientist, you know that you need something to base your, your, your thesis on and then everything to counter it to prove it. Otherwise, it gets, it's not proven. It's an unproven theory. If you are a philosopher, you know that every philosophy has a basis and then has a counter-argument for that basis until you come to the philosophy of a designated definition. If you are a musician and you don't have things in harmony and counter-harmony, all you'll be playing is some single little melody that goes nowhere. And without the, um, by the way, the counteracting vibrations of either the air within a wind instrument or the strings within stringed instruments, <clears throat> or even on the drum, um, you won't have music. You'll have static. So you need all of these opposite things, just like God tried to tell us. You have night and day. Night is bad? No, night's not bad. Night can be beautiful. That's why you have the stars and the moon and the planets and all these wonderful things that can happen, like shooting stars and, um, and the northern lights, um, full moons, you know. And then you have daylight, which is supposed to be wonderful, but sometimes it's too hot or too cold or it's miserable weather or whatever, but it's still daylight. That's yin and yang. If you look at the yin and yang symbol, you have half black, half white, but in the black there's a white circle, and in the white there's a black circle. That shows us that without that balance, without both, that you cannot exist. There's up and down, top and bottom, in and out, front and back, left and right. We need both. We don't need far-left progressives and radicals. We don't need far-right wing uh, fanatics. 
We don't need either one. We don't need just one because we'll take a nosedive. For sure, you can't exist. We don't need just socialism. Do I believe in socialism? No, I don't. Do I believe in communism? No, I don't. However, I have said this before. I was in a collective in 1972 or 4 or whatever it was until 1979 or 80, whatever it was. Um, I know how they think. I did not get along with everybody, nor did I agree to get along with everybody, nor did they get along with me, believe me. But I learned where they were coming from. I learned um, Mao's little red book on page 69 where it says, without contradiction there is no movement. Well, the way radical progressives interpreted that in the 60s and 70s was that you need contradiction, which means you need um, uh, violence in the streets <laughs> to contradict what was going on in the government. Well, this, originally Mao didn't think that, but then Mao actually um, enforced his little red book in the worst way possible and killed 70 million people. But he's a hero to the left. He killed 70 million of his own people, you jerks. And he's your hero. What's coming for you, I wonder? Anyway, um, I was in that collective situation. I was told to share my car, spread the wealth around. I had a little Datsun B210 hatchback that cost me just under $3,000 back then. And nobody else had a car. Even though they were upper middle class uh, uh, academics from diverse backgrounds, be they Jewish or Catholic or whatever, they didn't have cars, but I did. Because I worked hard. I worked 96 hours a week for a corporation. Um, got overtime and per diem pay and vacation time when, when I could take it. And so I owned a car. And they wanted me to give it to everybody. The, I should share it. I should spread the wealth around. I should level the playing field among the collective. And, of course, I would not do that. I did, however, get guilt-tripped enough into rescuing people all the time and giving them rides all the time. Because, okay, I would anyway. If there was an ice storm, and I knew my car, which it could then, was a German car, could get through the snow and ice and go get people out of women's studies or the university or work and take them home because there was no other transportation or way to get there, I did it. Because I was in a collective, no. Because that's who I am. And so, yeah, I've been in the collective and I hear what the rhetoric is and I know what the rules are and the laws that they go by and the philosophies they follow and the ideologies they believe in but that's all they are it's just like they think about God they read somewhere that you shouldn't believe in God because why do Christians believe in this man who sits up in the sky and does things for them well that's I feel sorry for them that that is their idea of what God is and who God is as a child I knew who God was without being told because I grew up here. I grew up outside. I played. I interacted with other children. I interacted with teachers. I interacted with nature, and I knew who God was. I don't think kids know who God is today. They're told who God is, and then, they're, then they are now being told that they can decide not to believe in God. And you can, because you live in America. But you aren't living in America if you don't understand who the creator is like our president who says we have certain inalienable rights no we have inalienable rights endowed by our creator 
The word creator itself comes from the Native Americans who helped our founding fathers figure out how to govern such a vast, beautiful land. The House of Representatives, the Congress, all comes from how Native Americans had circles and council fires and decided things without fighting each other. They voted. They waited for the fire to go out before they left. They didn't recess. They had a talking stick so that that person with the stick who was talking was listened to. And so our founding fathers said, well, why don't we govern somewhat the same way? With representatives from each tribe area, which would be first within each state, would be each each uh, district. That's for the state council fires. And then each state for the general council fires. But the states were the ones that were in charge, not the central government. And what's happened over the years with the progressives, with Teddy Roosevelt, FDR, Wilson especially, the federal government has taken over control of our Constitution, of the states and their constitutions, of the commerce between the states, and now, now they have control of health care, transportation, communications, the, uh, your money, your children, because they've got control of education, the media, and it's only going to get worse. You have Cass Sunstein, who is the uh, regulatory czar. He's going to write regulations for every law that's been passed. Nancy Pelosi said, well, you'll know what's in it after we pass the health care bill because they're going to write in all kinds of regulations. Then you'll know, surprise, you let that happen, didn't you? Um, and I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. You voted for that or you even thought about voting for it. You should be hung for treason. If you are voting for an immigration reform law like they had out yesterday attached to a defense bill holding our troops hostage so that you can allow all the students who are here illegally to become citizens free on tax dollars. See that? Don't forget they control education. So all the grants that would go to them come out of your pockets. If you voted for that and you're a Republican or a Democrat or you thought about voting for it, you should be hung because it's treason. We have no idea who has come across the borders anymore. We don't know if it's Hamas or Hezbollah. We don't know if they're, if we have uh, allowed one million terrorists per year since, since 9-11-2001. We have no clue. Uh, have we been attacked from inside? Not until Obama got in office. No. Because of the the measures that George Bush took, however innocently or cynically he did it, I felt safer than I do now. Um, we have a weak president who wants to be president of the world through the UN. And uh, when you heard Joe Biden say the other day that Nancy Pelosi was second in line, think about this. Think about it. I don't think it was a gaffe. I think he knows full well that if and when Obama becomes president of the world, that uh, the appointed president of the United States will be Nancy Pelosi, not Joe Biden. Joe Biden will be in charge of the UN's army because he knows international affairs so well. Um, do you think 9-11 was an inside job so you hate this podcast? Do you think it was all Bush? Well, 9-11 probably was an inside job. But I, and I have thought this for some time. Why was it that all of a sudden everybody thought Bush and Cheney did it? 
When this agenda for transformational change has been in the works for several years, through the Clinton regime, through the through the first Bush regime, um, through the Pelosi-Reed Congress that, that George Bush was in charge of, where Pelosi and Reed and Dodd and Frank were messing around with our finances, everybody says all the financial stuff is Bush's fault. No, no. Congress had power for six years. Okay, two years before Obama got there, they had the power. Up until the time they took control, uh, you should, well, I actually might have that somewhere. Well, when they took control of Congress, I mean, of, um, yeah, of Congress, when the progressives took control, our country was in way different shape than it is now. Way, way, way. Um, we had we didn't have a deficit like we do now. We didn't have unemployment like we do now. This didn't come from George Bush. None of this came from George Bush. It came from Congress, even though he was running wars. Okay? Even though he had the war in Afghanistan and screwed up maybe and went to, to um to Iraq, uh he didn't have a deficit that is as great as what you believe it is or have been told it is. Um, uh, all right, I wish I could get on to some of these things, but I can't because Facebook's just not coming back. But anyway, uh, let me see. Let me see. Maybe I can find it. Hold on one second. No, 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 no. I guess not. Oh, let's see. Yep, okay, got it. The day the Democrats took over was not January 2nd, 2009. It was actually January 3rd, 2007. That's when the Democrats took over the House and the Senate to start the 110th Congress. They controlled the majority. For the first time since 1995, it was the day the Democrats took over. At that time, the Dow Jones was at 12,621. The GDP for the previous quarter was 3.5%. The unemployment rate was 4.6%. George Bush's economic policies set a record of 52 straight months of job creation. That's January 3rd, 2007. Barney Frank took over the House Financial Services Committee. Chris Dodd took over the Senate Banking Committee. The economic meltdown that resulted happened 15 months later. Okay? Banking and financial services. They took us from a $12,000, 3.5 GDP, and 4.6 unemployment to the crisis that they have been referring to. They dumped 5 to $6 trillion of toxic loans on the economy from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Bush had asked Congress 17 times to stop Fannie and Freddie, starting in 2001, because it was financially risky for the U.S. economy. And who took the third highest payoff from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Barack Hussein Obama. And who fought against reform of Fannie and Freddie? Barack Hussein Obama and the Democratic Congress. So why are you blaming Bush? January 3rd, 2007 is the day the Democrats took over. Bush may have been in the car, but the Democrats were in charge of the gas pedal they were driving. So you need to get that part straight. Um, there have been a lot of things that this Congress has done, and these people should be in jail. They should be hung. They should be shot. They are tra they are traitors. Um, this is a tre treasonous coup d'etat, a takeover of the United States that was done without a shot fired. Or 
it was done with planes flying into the World Trade Center. Um, blamed on Muslims because that's okay. Those Muslims, some of them say that they're still alive. They're not really there. And all of the uh, Bush did it stuff. <clears throat> Who is more likely to blow up a building in the financial center of the United States? The right or the left? <clears throat> William Ayers and, and his wife, uh, Dorn there, what did they want to blow up besides the whole financial district of New York? Who are they best friends with? Huh? And there's this unholy alliance between the Muslims and the left that you need to think about also. And so it could have been an inside job. Very well could have been. But I don't think it was the Bush-Cheney inside job. Just like the economic crisis was an inside job <laughs> and it was blamed again on Bush this was all planned people it's been on the agenda in the works for several years and um, we ain't seen nothing yet so please try to get on my Facebook page or listen to the podcast or pass them on or do the research or Google something get on the phones talk to your representatives Make sure that you vote in November. Get off this Obama Kool-Aid crap. I have old friends from, from Buffalo who are not friends because they say, I love Obama. I listen to MSNBC 24 hours a day, and I know that Fox News and anybody who says anything against Obama is just crazy. Well, okay. So then watch the videos of Obama saying what we say he says, and read the papers, and read the... Not the papers, like newspapers, but... Um, read the actual bills that we put up on the websites go to my Facebook page and click on the links and do the research yourself don't listen to MSNBC they're owned who are they owned by who owns them figure it out did you figure out GE yet did you figure out that did you figure out that GE and NBC might be related and that Rahm Emanuel's brother is in Hollywood and may be related to some media outlets that they have now control of and Emanuel's now leaving in October to run for mayor of Chicago and I guarantee you he'll win and uh, you know figure those things out but don't go on the rhetoric and don't go on the name calling don't come from a judgmental place don't think that because I believe in God that I'm no good whether I'm a Bible-toting, gun-carrying fanatic, or that I'm racist, or that I'm anything else, okay? I was a working-class kid who worked myself through college, who paid my price in the military, um, and am still paying that price today, have brought up children, have done community service work, worked in women's studies, done the collectives, worked for the corporations, been an entrepreneur, owned my own companies, written books, written screenplays. I know what it's like to be an American, and I know what it feels like to be losing America. And it hurts. And it hurts that Americans stand by and watch it happen. They go harvest their, their farms on Facebook. And because it's football season, that's more important than making the calls they need to make and knocking on the doors they need to knock on. That it's more important to go out to dinner for 90 bucks than it is to give 20 to a candidate that absolutely needs financing to get into office because they're not connected to special, special interests or, um, or George Soros or somebody like that. Uh, 
I'm an American. I was born and raised an American. I believe in my Constitution, in the Declaration of Independence, the Ten Commandments, and that we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Those being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not the right to health care, the right to an education, or the right to a home. What we have the right to do is to try to attain those. And too bad for those of you who can't do it. Because you didn't pay attention to school, because you were on drugs, because you are out of Woodstock, because you were drinking too much, because you don't know what a work ethic is, because your parents never taught you how to go to work, how to hold down a job, how to, how to feel proud about whatever job it is you're doing. Because if your parents didn't do that, you didn't have enough self-esteem, you didn't have enough self-determination to say, I need and want to learn all that I can learn while I'm here, because this is not a rehearsal, this is my life. That I want to learn how to do these things, that I want to do them well, that I want to be proud of my work. Too bad for you if you don't have that kind of ethic. The government should not be giving you everything, nor should you want them to. And if you want them to, I'm ashamed of you. And you shouldn't be an American. You're right. You should go someplace else where that transformation has happened already. And you can be on welfare for the rest of your life and do what you want. But this country was founded on those principles. And I, for one, as a former Marine, always a Marine, as a working class person, as an Italian, Native American, American, will not let you trample my flag, my heritage, or my kids' futures. You want to know where the tea parties come from? They come from the passion, the anger, and the love that I have in my own soul. Understand that, and you understand where all these other Americans are coming from. Get a clue. Sorry I've been away so long, um, but again, I've been busy. Please pass this on. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. There are books for sale there, book one and two of Forget the Cures, Find the Cause, of which one dollar of uh, every sale goes to the Wounded Warriors Project. That's an important project for our troops coming home. Um, so go there, send people there. Christmas is coming. It's time to buy books and time to to uh, share the information that's in those books because without that, the way healthcare is going to go and the cost of healthcare, you're going to want to know what to do that's alternative. It's called alternative because it comes from the world. It comes from the world around you. Natural things you can do. Strong things you need to do. Things you need to counteract in your own home to stay healthy. So buy the books. Help, help the troops at the same time. Help your family save your child's life. That's what happens when you go to earthwalk-usa.com. Share this podcast, share the link, share the information. Go on the Facebook page. If you can't find the Facebook page, it's under earthwalk-usa at mchsi.com. You can find it via the email. Um, and that's it. So thanks for listening. I'll try to get back, you know, within a week or two. I can't guarantee it because uh, we only have 39 or whatever it is days till this election, which is not the be-all, end-all to anything, but just a tiny battle that must be won to stop the runaway train. Do what you need to do. Believe in yourself and your country enough to do the work. Be a patriot. Thanks for listening.